lives to capture the raw prison experiences of ex-offenders who have now revitalized their lives and become productive members of society. I myself have had the experience of being incarcerated and it changed my life forever. Instead of allowing prison to break me, I use it to my benefit and it forced me to become revolutionary. And with that, I give you with time we can. going on everybody we back with yet another episode of with time we can this week's episode i got my great friend great friend joseph chamberlain mr chamberlain is a juvenile lifer who got a sentence commuted he is home now me and him are very close work together you know and i just wanted to give him an opportunity to share his story how life is after a life sentence so, turn it over to you, Mr. Chamberlain. <laughs> How you doing, my brother? Doing all right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm doing all right. Hey, so let's, let's, let's uh, before we get into all the uh, life sentence stuff, mm-hmm. I just wanted to ask, uh, so where are you from, man? I'm from Germantown. I'm from Chewing uh, Shell, Topside Somerville. Oh, yeah, okay, yeah. okay. So how was that back here? Matter of fact, what year was it when you was coming up? Uh, I was born in 75, but you know, take it from there. Oh yeah, so you were <laughs> like uh, around the 80s, you was outside ripping and running. Okay, yeah, okay. So how was German time back in the 80s? Nice. Yeah, it was nice, yeah. A little rough. A little rough? Yeah, little yeah. Did you have a mom and dad in the household or? No, my mom and dad were divorced when I was one years old. Okay, okay. Yeah. And uh, how did that affect you at all? Or did it affect you? I think in later years it affected me. Okay, okay, yeah. okay. Cool. Now, do you feel like um like your incarceration, now was that something like were you in the streets or was it something that just kinda like what what got you to that point to where you No, I wasn't I wasn't really in the streets. I mean I did the average stuff that I guess young boys do. Oh yeah. You know? Oh, alright, alright. But I wasn't heavy in the streets and anything like that. Mm. Okay, okay. Well, the million dollar question, man. So what happened like for you to get a license? Well, uh, it was a situation that had taken place between me and this guy. And um, it went from street fights to the guns. Okay, okay. Um, between you and one other person. Yeah. No gangs. No. no okay. Gangs. Okay. No gangs. Just us. And um, it was an unfortunate situation. Okay. He uh, he came through one day, and uh, you know, some words were exchanged. Mm-hmm. Uh, I personally believe that the person that he went to go see kind of set the whole thing up. Okay. Okay. You know? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I don't know how he knew that dude, but I knew the same guy. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And uh, it just happened. It just happened. Yeah, it just happened, man. So you did you guys fight first, and then you no, know? no, it was just straight. <laughs> it just went down. It just went down. Okay, yeah. okay. Now. That's tough, man. Yeah, um, it's a tough situation. So was it an accidental thing or was it just 
to this? Uh, I think it was it was one of the shots was accidental. Okay, okay. and that's proven. So, mm-hmm. um, but the other one was more like an in the moment fearful thing. Okay, okay. You understand what I'm saying? Right, right, right. You were just okay, mm-hmm. just in the heat of the moment. Yeah, it just happened. All right. So um, after the shots were fired, you know man down, so what happened? Like, did you run? Did you freeze? Like, like, what were the emotions? Shock. You very shocked? Um, fear. Mm-hmm. So obviously shock and fear. Shock and fear? Yeah. Okay, all right. And how long later was, was it until they, uh, you know, apprehended you? Uh, so it happened April 20th, and I was arrested October 15th, 92. Hmm. Okay, okay. That's actually right after uh, I was born. I was uh, one years old. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, wow, man. So you you were arrested, and um, I mean, what were, what were the emotions being arrested, you know, at that young of an age? Like, did you even know what you were facing and no, dealing with? No, I think it was... Well, very overwhelming. Um, again, fear, confusion, mm-hmm. um, anger. Okay. Definitely anger. Lost. Okay. All right. Not a problem. All right. So you're going into court. Seventeen years old, right? Seventeen. You're going into court. You know, you you're you're faced with these adult charges. Um, and you're ultimately sentenced to life. What's your first stop after you get that sentence and they take you to what building first? Uh, they take you to, uh, well, first you go back into the holding pit. Okay. Then you go back to your county, the county prison in which you were already at. Okay. So I was at Holmesburg, so. That's oh, you was I, at Holmesburg? Yeah, I went back to Holmesburg. Okay, okay. How was Holmesburg back then? I heard rough. Holmesburg was crazy. Rough. Yeah? Yeah, Holmesburg. You got, you got any quick stories you would like to tell? <laughs> <laughs> I'm digging too deep, Yeah, huh? yeah, you digging a little too deep. Holmesburg was a rough spot, man. Uh, Holmesburg is called the Terror Dome. That's the nickname, Holmesburg, the Terror Dome. Okay, okay. Yeah, it was a rough spot. They, um, they shut that down now, right? Yeah, they shut it down years ago. Okay. Shut it down. Yeah. Okay, so you went back to Holmesburg, and then where'd you uh, go after that? From there, you go upstate. So I went to Gradesford, mm-hmm. um, got my number, and then from there, I went to Camp Hill for processing. Okay. Okay. Yeah, that's more right. like a, that was more like a processing place. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And how after Camp Hill, where where was the next stop at? Huntington. Huntington? Oh, yeah, man, so that was, <laughs> you said that with a lot of aggression. So what's up with Huntington? Huntington, Huntington was rough, man. Okay. Huntington was rough. Huntington is nicknamed the castle. And uh, it was a bad stop back then. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, okay. How long did you stay it's one of the, It's actually one of the oldest prisons in PA. Yeah. So I would say it's probably, you know, I might be wrong, but I'm, I'm pretty sure I'm right. It's, 
as of right now, should be like the third oldest. Yeah. I heard Huntington was primarily for lifers. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, and were you 17 still going up there? Or I was 18. 18. Okay. Okay. And you st- how long did you stay there before you... I was at Huntington for... I'm going to say about maybe two and a half years. Two and a half years? Okay. About two and a half years. And then where was the next stop after that? Uh, Cole Township. Okay. So basically you've you've been through a plethora of different prisons around Pennsylvania. Yeah. Okay. It's just probably too many to even... Yeah, I've been around. Yeah. (laughs) Greatest for Dallas. I've been around. What type of inmate were you, man? Were you an honor inmate? Were you a, a mentor? Or were you just, you know, young, wild, crazy? I don't know. Yeah, I was, uh, I think I was just young and wild. Young and wild? Yeah, I was young and wild for a while. I was angry. Yeah. That's what it was. Mm. I was angry. Okay, okay. And, um, you know, I got myself in some trouble. Outside of you know, just being angry at being in there for the rest of your life, like was it family? Was it anything else that made you feel like I have to let my anger out in the ground? Yeah, I was angry at well, like you said, for being in there for the rest of my life. But I was also angry at different uh, friends. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely angry at the, the staff. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Huntington was a, was a terrible stop. It's very racist, okay. very racist. And you know, I haven't encountered that face to face. You know, you watch mm-hmm. documentaries mm-hmm. and you uh, you see movies and you read books and stuff, but nothing beats experiencing it. Mm-hmm. You know, nothing right. trumps that, trumps that, nothing beats. Right. But um, yeah, so it kind of set the tone for a lot of things. How long are you down for? In total? Mm-hmm. 27. 27. Okay. 27 years. Now, the question that I have, because I'm only 28. Yeah. So you've been incarcerated nine, pretty much like 98% of my natural life yeah. on this planet. What I want to ask you is, mm-hmm. how does one stay mentally able to endure that type of prison time without going insane, suicide, whatever the case may be? I think it depends on the person. Yeah, okay. yeah, it depends on the person. Um, naturally, your brain is going to shift okay. and take over. Right. And uh, depending on who you are, who you really are, mm-hmm. you know, that's what's going to really come out. Right. And right. right. What your strengths are, what your weaknesses are. Okay. What are you willing to accept, endure, overcome, mm-hmm. so right. forth? So it really depends on the person. Okay. okay. And uh, it's a day by day process. Have you seen or know of, you don't have to say any names to me, obviously, but have you experienced somebody who was not mentally prepared to do that type of time and may have? Absolutely, several you know, several people. I personally know several people. Yeah? Okay. Yeah, it just went off the rails crazy. Wow. You wow. know what I mean? Wow. And uh, on psychotropic medications, mm-hmm. so a couple of guys killed themselves. Wow, um, really? Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, it happens. Yeah. It happens on a regular. Okay, okay. What's the uh, the black and white, like, population with the demographics, like, in prison? I was always curious about upstate Pennsylvania prisons, like... It depends on where you're at. 
Okay. It really depends on where you're at. Um, what prison you're in. Okay. Okay. Know, there's no set rules. Like, for instance, a spot like Bradford is all black. All black. Okay. Blacks and Latinos. All right. And you have some white sprinkling in. Okay. So, you know, the further you go out, you know, it really depends on where you're at. Like, mm -hmm. that's the only way I can describe it. Okay. So, it, it is certain prisons in Pennsylvania that's not predominantly black. Most of the inmates are of other races. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you have a lot of whites. Uh, but those are mainly like the smaller prisons. Yeah. Like real small ones where oh, okay. nothing really goes down. Mm -hmm. But those hard prisons, the big ones. Yeah, all blacks. All blacks. Yeah, and Latinos. Okay, yeah. okay. Um, I heard a lot. I know uh, I follow a guy named Big Hurt, Fresh Out Prison Series. And um, he does this same platform over in California. Yeah. And he said like the California prisons are really big in like the gangs and stuff, like the car, the race cars, the gangs. Yeah. So is gangs a big thing in prison? Like, do you have to click up? Like, you have to have some type of squad. Yeah. You know, uh, yeah. PA has never been, well, when you, when you look at the 60s and 70s, they've had gangs. Okay, okay. Yeah. But um, it was more like street names. Like street neighborhoods. Yeah, street yeah. neighborhoods and so forth. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, it never was uh, like the brothers over in California. Okay. Uh, anything okay. like that, you know. But, right, right, right. But that's just a that's just a different thing. Mm -hmm. But uh, yeah. So people usually hang with guys from their neighborhood or uh, people from their religious sect. Okay. You okay. Know? Okay. Uh, so they're there. Okay. Yeah, right. Gangs are definitely there. Cool. Cool. Now, what um. Mentally, what pulled you through? I know we spoke earlier about, you know, it takes a specific type of person to get yeah. through that. But what kept you going? Was it, you know, I know a guy who does art a lot and that kept him going to work. Education. A lot of people go back to school when they're in prison. Yeah. What kept you going through, man? Uh, in the beginning, it probably would be trouble. Trouble? Yeah. In the beginning, it probably would be that. Mm. So you know, just being like the the block leader, the tough guy, that kind of yeah, got you through a lot of okay. In the beginning, it was that. You know, I'm gonna set the pace. I'm gonna set the pace somehow in this in this place. How many years of that? <laughs> a lot. <laughs> okay, a lot. Okay. <laughs> a lot. But uh, I was always doing education. I was I was really involved in education, mm. and I would do it on the side. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I would do it. Do all the do all the madness. <laughs> do all the madness. I would go do read it. a book. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I go read <laughs> <laughs> like this joking. So yeah. But I'm oh, yeah. Man. I was I was always reading. Okay. Uh, involved in some type of educational activities. Yeah. 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 Uh, I didn't really get to the sports too much. The programming was okay, but it depends on where I was at okay. and what type of programming. Okay. And family, family kept me going. Family, okay, yeah, definitely. Cool. Did you um did did you get a degree or for continue your education? Because when you was locked up, you didn't have a GED, did you? No, I had a high school diploma. You had a high school diploma. Yeah. Oh no, okay. Did you continue your education beyond the? World? I tried it. I did the Villanova thing for a while. A lot of guys down Bridgeport were doing that, mm -hmm. and you know maybe in my youth, it just didn't stick. 
Mm. And it, was it just like, wasn't for you. Yeah, it wasn't for me. So okay. I jumped in vocational. Okay. And you got some trades. Yeah. Okay. All right, that's what's up. Do you, yeah. what, what type of trades did you get? Uh, I'm a brick and cement mason. Nice, yeah. nice, nice. Okay. That's yeah. great, man. That's like I, have, I have that. I have uh, custodial maintenance and I have carpentry level two. All right. Yeah. All right. And that's all from up? Yeah, that's upstate. all from prison. Okay. And so how long you been home? Since November 26, 2019. So you fresh out. Yeah, I'm really like, like still fresh. <laughs> man, well, yo, yeah. I just want to salute you, man. How is life now? How is it just being like in a different time period now? You know, it's, I'm sure it's, it's very overwhelming. Yeah. It's very overwhelming. Um, Philly has changed so much. It's like, I see something new every day. Wow. I learn something new every day. Mm -hmm. um, it's overwhelming. That's that's all I can say. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And I try to take it day by day because uh, at times it becomes too much. Really? Yeah. If anybody wow. is, people are being honest with time that I have or more, at times it becomes too much. Mm -hmm. And you just need that chill time. Just get away from everybody. Yeah. Type time. Okay. Okay. But at the same time, I'm, I'm sure you have a support system. Absolutely. Where, you know, they hold you accountable and check up in you and, absolutely. you know, shoot, I'm part of that system, man. Yeah, you know? absolutely are. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah. Well, you know, I just want to thank you humbly, man, for taking the time out to uh, give us this amazing interview. I just wanted to, you know, see how it was. Now, what are you doing right now? Working, actually working at Broad Street Ministries, uh, doing the overnight cafe, mm. which is an excellent job. It's an excellent job. Yeah, yeah, I like this job. <laughs> yeah, I'm feeling it. Uh, I also work at Home Depot. Oh, nice. Yeah. Oh, so you got two gigs. Yeah, nice. yeah. So you just at, boom, boom, boom. Yeah, I'm burning at both ends, man. <laughs> I work at Home Depot in the morning. Okay. Yeah, okay. So. Damn, no sleep. No sleep. You go right from here over there. I have to do that tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, man. No so. sleep at all. Home Depot's pretty cool. Okay. Yeah, it's yeah. pretty cool. They're, uh, you know, they take care of their workers. That's, that's decent, man. Yeah. That's decent, man. And I, I just want to say, man, it's it's only what April, so you've been home for what less than six months. Less than six months. And you already have all this, man. Two jobs. Two jobs. <laughs> your own place. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Kicking it with your boy. Yeah, you know what I mean. <laughs> hey, man. I've hey. been pushing it, man. It ain't been easy. Right. It hasn't been easy. <laughs> What's your long-term goal? A long-term goal is to. Definitely have my license. Well, no, that's short term because I'm going to get that. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to get this. I know. I know. And when you get your car, you owe me a ride. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I got you. It's going to be a truck. I'm going to have it. All right. But uh, to purchase a home. Okay. Uh, get married. Mm -hmm. And just continue building. I want to have my own mason company. Nice. Okay. You know, so I'm, I'm actually starting to have the material and stuff, you know, because I'm at Home Depot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you right there. I'm yeah. right there. Okay. So, you know, yeah. And uh, I'm putting it together. Okay. Right now. All right. Yeah. Well, you heard it here best, man. You know, with time we can. Another episode in the books, man. Yeah. All right. So, <laughs> <laughs>